When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is up? Welcome to episode number 266 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the lovely singer himself, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Why am I a singer, Fast? Well, before we recorded, we sang uh, that, that it, song from at the end of Beetlejuice, and you came and you had a little scat solo. Of, of course. Kind of I mean, you were, you were leading it. I, I, I don't deny these charges, but he's, I, he's I, way better than this dramatic lighting on me right now <laughs> reminds me either of Vincent Price or Beetlejuice, and if you're, if you're hearing us say that, where can you watch? this video well we're gonna record these we're gonna put them on youtube so yep. if you want to watch these podcasts on our youtube channel where could they find that uh youtube.com slash pitch will also put it up as a post on the site too so you can check it out there just be Perfect. like the M- embed of the embed is what i want to call it is that right i don't know it's yeah that's fine, fine. sure as sure. opposed to embed yeah yeah they can also the, the, you know that's not the only place they can find digital talking moving representations mm-hmm. of you they can also do that on, uh, twitch. on twitch they can also on tiktok as well nick pollock pl mm-hmm. uh instagram that's at pitch you have, a, you have a TikTok as I've well. I've got a TikTok. I've got an yeah. Instagram at AlexFastPL for both of them. And your the Twitch is twitch.tv backslash pitcherlist. You're live all the time. Yeah. You got your office hours. You're answering you're answering questions. What am I going to do with the all-star break? How can I fix my team? How can I make a push? Who should I sell? Who should I buy? All these questions you, and more. You gotta come out. Can yeah, answer. We're unavoidable fast. You and me. And actually, you are now more unavoidable than you were before. And why yes. is that fast? Well, as you, as some may have noticed, last week we had someone cover for me. I had to have two people cover for the First Pitch Podcast. Jordan White did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Oh, Scott yeah. Chu did a great job doing the First Pitch Podcast, which you should be listening to every day because we do it every day. The team that I am a part of has been has been very busy. And all I'm going to say is I think people should go to their phones, iOS and Android, look for MLBAR. Oh. as an augmented reality and check out this app that just came out that you can download now you're going to be able to watch the MLB Home Run Derby uh in AR with all these cool ball trails it happens in real Ooh. time it looks sick it, it's like a, an awesome representation of cores that shows up on your phone. You can put it on a table and you see these ball trails with all this awesome stat cast information. Anyway, you should go check it out. MLBAR uh, in iOS and Android. It's super cool. That's awesome, man. But thank you. But that's what we're here to talk about. We're no, here to talk about a, a lot of cool things. The list. I mean, things have been bananas. They've been crazy. We've been seeing some cool debuts. I wish we could be talking about Kyle Muller, but he is back mm. down in AAA. That is. Yeah, well, I mean, for him, it's two and a half weeks away. So, like, he's down in AAA because the Braves realize that they can go four-man mm-hmm. until the All-Star break. And then they'll go four starters until Muller again after that, likely. Which is, I mean, I understand they can go four-man, but, like, he was doing I know, he pretty was really, well. I mean, it was three and runs against the Marlins, but still, I really like the guy who went to driveline. He's, he's got two great breaking balls, a really nice fastball. The thing is, he also comes back and then would likely get the Padres, which I don't want to do. But then after that, Kyle Muller, I'm a fan. So if you want to hold for, like, three weeks, 
by all means, but I probably won't. And you might be asking, well, Nick, where would he theoretically be if he was on the list right now? Well, if you read the notes and follow the big, large red font that says you should read the notes, <laughs> you would see that he would be in the top 70. Those notes are chock-a-block full with information mm. about all of your favorite pictures. At this point, between the podcast, between the office hours, between the notes, all of the thoughts are there. Yeah, a lot of, and, and I still get lots of questions because I sadly can't go over all 100 guys on the list. So Why? <laughs> If you have any questions, you can just ask in the morning. You That's know, fine. come by 9 a.m., 11 a.m. on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pitchlist. You should just come hang out. It's great. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free real estate. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I've been like saying that often whenever it's like a stream. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, the Panda. Yeah. yeah the as Panda. I call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's free real estate. It's free real estate. <laughs> And really, any Tim and Eric quote is something so I'm going to well. be obsessed with. I mean, I I have so many. I'm my I'm my PS username, whatever is mm, spaghetti. Uh, they're just my favorite. Oh, wait, that's a Tim and Eric. I yeah. didn't realize that that, root, that came. Spaghetti. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that came from Tim and Eric. 100. percent Wow. Spaghetti. Wow. Right. Uh, yes, I, I, they are, they shaped my comedy perspective and, no and my sensibilities. No surprise. No surprises yeah. there. Uh, also, no surprises if we're going to look at the very top of ah. this list well, as we jump oh, yeah. into yeah. tier one. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. what is tier one called, and why is it called that? Uh, he is King Arthur because he's the only one that's able to do the one thing that is be dope. Very nice. <laughs> and I mean, it's okay. Like, listen, I, there's really, I, I wrote in the notes, number one, DeGrom, who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's about right, yeah. At this point, like, it is amazing that he's not even getting touched by the spin rate issues. Nope. Yes, he ended up giving up three earned runs, but then didn't he strike out 14? Yeah, for the third time, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, Something like that. I'm amazed that he hasn't uh, thrown a no-hitter yet. Yeah, because he's really overrated. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? At his core. I don't I just don't understand. And what's actually really cool, I mean, I'm not gonna go long on this at all, like this podcast, which we will go long on. You hit it and under uh, I know, just gotta get minutes. out of the way. No, that's a that's a that <laughs> might be a record to be honest. Uh is the fact that he just does the same thing. Like mm. it's just down and away sliders and four seamers all the time. Yeah. And even to lefties, he goes inside with four seamers and then farther inside with those sliders. Cutters, sliders, things, you know. They're like ninety four and stupid. That's what's crazy, too, is, yeah. like, I, I remember I was talking with someone who was watching DeGrom in the first inning where it looked like he was struggling a little bit, and then he just came out, and he's like, you know what? I can throw, like, 101 miles an hour. Right, like, right, I'm right, just going to yeah. do that. By now. the way, I found out um, when, I'm, when I'm old, I know what my biography is going to be called. What's it called? 94 and Stupid. 94 and Stupid? <laughs> Are you think you're going to make it all the way up there to 94? Absolutely. With modern me- medical advancements by the time. I'm banking on it. I think you're missing a great opportunity <laughs> where it should, be, it should be released when you're in your, like, 70s. Because you're dumb, so you don't know your age. So oh, 94 and stupid. And really? Oh, look at this guy. This is why, you know, Yeah, this is why we work. This is how pitcherless <laughs> was made. Uh, all right, let's move into tier two. What is it called? Why is it called that? We got five pitchers in there. Some surprises, some not. You, Darvish, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff, and Lance Lynn. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I want to do something that is, oh, they are the diamonds because they're no longer coal. Oh, <laughs> that genuinely got me. All right. So, yeah, uh, no more Garrett Cole because mm-hmm. you've now, I've, I've opened up the tiers. Tier two last week was one longer tier. Many tiers have been opened up as a result of Garrett Cole, but sorry, go on. <laughs> I, well, I would just walk right into that. That yeah. was, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. We're back, baby. <laughs> All I needed was one week it's off. It's good to see you. Rare okay. form. Uh, but yeah, so this is a very small one. Instead of going from U Darvish all the way down to Corbin Burns, now it's, yeah, just these five guys because they are burgers and fries. No, they they are guys I'm going to trust through the rest of the year. I know Woodruff is the one outlier in this. Okay. 
Uh, but he has consistently gone deep into games. You feel like he's such a rock for your team. And you, you just don't really know how the Brewers are actually going to use him. They've said, yes, 100 innings. It's going to be around 170, 180 for Woodruff, which would mean essentially like one or two starts. That's yeah. about it. And maybe they just skip once in July or August or something like that. Maybe they even just push them because they're going to be in playoff contention. I don't know. That's the thing that I was actually going to bring up where it's like now we're really going to start to get to the, you know, we're start we're going to start to see if these managers are actually going to keep their promises about right, what yeah. they're going to do. Because right now, the Brewers, they were in like third place in the division, I believe. Yeah. Then the Cubs went on that losing streak. And now they're up by six games. Unreal. Which is up. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. You can make an argument then if they are still at six games with a week left. They're rest not going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can rest them. But then again, uh, there's that volatility, right? Cubs were in first, what, two weeks ago? And yeah, now all of, of a sudden it's it drops central. off. Yep. It's the central. You never know what's going to happen Absolutely. there. But so what is talk to me then about the decision about putting Lynn behind Woodruff for that volatility. I then. think people don't really understand how good Lance Lynn has been. Has been. Yeah, for a while now. Yeah. And uh, there is a little bit of concern. He has fallen a slight bit recently and maybe has to do with the touch with the spin stuff but honestly he's been yeah 202 era 102 whip for for Lance Lynn as he consistently forces his way into the sixth inning it, it's kind of crazy he's on a winning ball club too with the White Sox like if you want to talk about rocks here you have Max Scherzer you have Zach Wheeler you Darvish like these guys are consistently going deep getting wins being successful like Lanson's got to be there. Yeah, it was a little funky donkey to see him, you know, with that, what happened in funky Seattle. Funky donkey. Yeah, yeah, funky donkey. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter, you know. I think, was that the one that was rain-shortened? Yes, Yeah. that was against Logan Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, he was great, and he just didn't get the full start because stupid. Because of weather. Yeah, natural causes and stuff. It is just so fun to see him then bounce back with 117 pitches. I know. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Like, he will he will demand that he goes six innings. You know, he will do everything in his power. Like, no, no, I'm not even close to 100, buddy. Don't you dare take me out. Yeah, we've kind of all seen those, you know, those John Boy videos where he's he's swearing up a storm on the mound. Mm, he's oh, very intense. Oh, yeah. Before we move on to the next tier, though, I mean, I think I'd be remiss if I brought up the fact that, I mean, this, once again, man, this has to be the highest Zach Wheeler's ever been. Oh, yeah. He's at four. At four. I know. That's cool, isn't it? That's wild. So, I mean, obviously for good reason. I mean, last two starts, 14 innings total against San Diego and the Mets with no earned runs and a combined 17 strikeouts with just two walks. Yeah, he has a 31% strikeout rate right now. He has That's 114 insane. innings thrown. <laughs> I mean, we're at like the halfway mark. Yeah. He's going to throw over 200 innings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, barring injury, yeah. You yeah, have to hope. with over a 30% strikeout rate, he has a 205 year, uh, year rate with a .93 whip and across volume. I, I really do want to amplify the fact that it's not just those ratios. It's those ratios over quantity, mm -hmm. right? You got to, like, if you do that over 50 innings versus 114 innings, it's a huge, huge difference. Three starts with fewer than six innings. Yeah. That's like that's unbelievable. And you want to know the crazy thing too is that the conversation over the winter was is Zach Wheeler going to you know get back to a 23 percent strikeout rate, and then it just jumped up. I yeah. mean, it's I feel like the, we bring it up a lot. But you talk about Hendricks with the K rate, but I don't think even I you mean, thought I, it was going to be I this. thought twenty five plus, maybe if we're lucky thirty, but even this is thirty one point four. I I will say, if everyone's like, oh my god, Wheeler, like this is crazy, and. I know I've said it so many times, but if you're looking for the next person that could do this, it's it's Sandy Alcantara. It's like this; it's the best comp you can think of. They yeah. both throw upper 90s with heaters that are just stupid hard to hit, and then you have a a slider and a changeup for Alcantara that isn't there command wise yet. Yeah. this is the biggest problem with Wheeler has been. I mean, he's gotten much better with it clearly, 
and the fastball has been better commanded than Alcantara's has. But if you want to talk about like raw ability of a guy that is not quite breaking that, you know, uh, that that, that uh, gate to elite them. I mean, Wheeler was right there for ages, and all of a sudden, bam, zoom straight to the moon mm-hmm. in 2021. Uh, Alcantara has the raw stuff and the raw approach, I think, too, that over time it will show itself. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm pushing back against that, I mean, has he ever shown for a consistent time that kind of K upside? I don't think he's ever Sandy had a K rate above 23. I mean, Wheeler did it once over over like six in- six seasons or something. No, I mean, he, right. he had a 24% K rate in 2018, 24% K yeah. rate in 2019. So Those I'm, would both yeah, I'm be talking about, I'm talking about, I think, the 2018 run that he had. Uh-huh. That was ridiculous, right? Or was yeah. that, maybe it was 2017? No, oh, maybe. No, I think it was 18, because 2017, he finished the year with a 5-2-1 ERA. Okay, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but right, that's the uh, that's the tale of Sandy Alcantara. You, you watch a game, and you watch it with, with Wheeler, and you watch it with Alcantara, and you can be like, oh, yeah, okay. I get this. Yeah, his stuff. I, I think I'm still just waiting, kind of, for that click for Alcantara. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. I mean, that's you're not gonna you know you're not going to benefit as much if you're if you're waiting for that moment. Yeah, I mean, what even still, just one double digit strikeout game for him this it, oh, year. I'm not saying it's here now, though. Okay, that's what you're I'm saying. saying you're saying this is this. It's coming. It's just okay. a matter of time. I hope so. I have him in a, in a dynasty league, so I would be Do very you? excited to have that you're, happen. You're a smart, wise man. Fast. Thank you. I listen to Nick Pollock over at Pitcherless. Let's move on over to <laughs> that scumbag. <laughs> He's a very good singer, I know. Uh, let's move on over to tier three. What's it called, and why is it called that? We are looking at Garrett Cole, who I believe this tier is going to be based off of Lucas Giolito, Kevin Gaussman, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Rodon, Walker Bueller, and Corbin Burns. Uh, it's the tattered deck. Okay. Okay. So think of like, um, think of a, a deck of cards that you played kings with. Okay, I'm thinking. So, oh yeah, and it's like beer stained. It's all, yeah, all it's that like kind of stuff. So there are together. aces in there. They're yeah. technically aces, but it's like, ah, oh, there's not also quite. jokers. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Who's the joker of this? Well, this is what I want to ask you. Is it so? Garrett Cole falls three. He hasn't struck he's, out. He's m- the joker. I'm asking you the question. I'm trying to. <laughs> he hasn't struck out more than six since the beginning of July. Obviously, we all know about the spin rates by now. Four point six zero ERA with a five point nine five FIP in that time over twenty nine and a third innings with just a twenty five percent K rate, which for a lot of people would be like great, a twenty five percent K rate. But for Garrett Cole, it's like just a twenty five percent K rate. Sure, yeah. So we're seeing a much more human form from him. It doesn't look like it's just been one start. It's not like he. Could, he can't turn it around. I think he could, but what are you doing? Is he the Joker? No, he's not no, no. the Joker. He's, he's not the Joker. Look, I mean, the last two starts, uh, it was really weird against the Mets. He threw five sliders. Man. Like that's not that's not it. And actually, in the previous start, he threw twenty seven sliders for the effect of forty five percent CSW. So I mean, it's not like the spin or the the sticky uh, the spider attack took that away from him. Like he just he just threw five, and they were actually effective against the Mets. Uh, it was a 50% CSW, actually. How do you do those? Four sliders, I'm sorry. Okay. But what, that's like, what? That's, you're not, okay. Just throw more sliders, that's fine. If you think, oh, no, the, the fastball isn't good. Well, the fastball had eight whiffs and 47 thrown. That's over a 15% swing strike rate, which is the Garrett Cole fastball mm-hmm. at 98, right? The, the actual ability of Cole is still there. Uh, and I, I've heard comparisons like, oh, no, now before... Houston, he was Pittsburgh, and he was fine, but he wasn't elite, and now he's just going to be that. And that's ridiculous. He was throwing sinkers ineffectively. He was throwing a worse slider at the time and didn't Mm -hmm. have the same approach. Went to Houston where they taught him, yes, sticky stuff likely, but they also taught him the approach of four seamers up for him and then sliders down and in to lefties and away from righties. And that was a huge, huge part of it. He's still doing that. I understand your your fear of this. 
Look, well, he, but those are tied together, is what I'm just gesticulating. I get for. it, but I think he can be very effective still doing the same approach. He had a success, a successful start against the the Royals, where he only had six base runners in seven innings mm-hmm. uh, on the 22nd, the day after this stuff was enforced. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a lot of reaction after two starts for Garrett Cole. I, I'm not I'm not selling right now. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I'm selling, especially because you're probably not going to be able to get a, you know well, what you want. I think he's still a top 10, 10 starter at the very least. Yeah, I'm curious to see because, there, and this is what we're going to see with a lot of people moving forward, right? Because there's going to have to be an adjustment because you know fundamentally you're not going to be able to elevate as well without spider tack. Sure, yeah, right. And as a result, you're not going to be able to set up your breaking pitches as effectively as you once did, uh, specifically a curveball. Um, so it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts. I mean, you, you in my mind's like. Walker Bueller still has success coming over to the heart of the plate with a four-seamer, so Garrett Cole, theoretically, could he elevates just on two strikes? Yeah, yeah, so Walker Bueller is... A, okay, so I also do want to mention the ranking that I have of Cole here is six, mm-hmm. right? And I actually, going into this, thought, okay, I probably have him around 10, something like that. Same with Giolito. I thought I'd lower both of them. But you'll see, I mean, there's no real definitive guy in this tier that's like, oh, no, 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 we're jumping up. The one that did was Lance Lynn. That was, like, the only one. I'm like, okay, him. Kevin Gaussman's closest. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. But, I mean, do you really feel that Kevin Gaussman deserves that bump over Kohler Giolito right now? I mean, he's pitched at such a high level, but it's not as, say, believable for the second half, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know anymore with Kevin right, Gaussman. Yeah, like, exactly. that's the thing. Like, I feel like it, sure. it, it, like we have seen a floor from Giolito that could now express itself more with the spin questions that we haven't seen with Gaussman. And if that factor doesn't matter for Gassman, which it hasn't in terms of his four seam spin and his you know the lack of spin in that spitter <laughs> splitter <laughs> then it then maybe it is okay to to jump him up i mean he hasn't given up more than 3 earned runs since april yeah since the beginning of april that's pretty cool that's insane and we it. have seen those you know giolito have those poor games repeatedly sure. at the beginning of the year yep. cole i think i can understand i think uh, i i don't disagree with this at all but i think there is a good case to be oh, made absolutely. where jump Gaussman over Gio. uh and with giolito the one thing that made me not do it mm-hmm. was that his fastball and his slider were both excellent in that last start giolito yes mm-hmm. the four seamer even with all this the concerns we had was an excellent pitch yeah same with the slider the changeup was actually the weird one that wasn't. And when you think about like spider tack stuff and changeups, I guess, you know, it is still a circle change, but you kind of don't want to spin. Sure. You know, like you're trying to reduce it. You, you want it to look the same, but you want it to have drop and stuff. And you're, you're pushing it back in your hand so that you slow it down. Yeah. You know, and if you're saying that you get less spin now, that look, all right. I mean, I can make the, un- I can understand you want to get more grip to be able to control it into the last moment. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what I was talking about with splitters where I think people are like, oh, the spin on his splitter is way down. I'm like, what? That's, yeah, <laughs> that's what you're you, trying yeah, to do. Yeah, that's what you want to do. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's more of that the, um, you know, if it goes up, that's actually concerning to me because then that means that you're you're flicking it out differently. You're not holding it until the end where then it just releases, you know, like a knuckle in a way. Right. Uh, that's what you're trying to do with a splitter. If you're not, that means coming out too soon. That means you don't have a good grip on it, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, with Giolito, I am slightly worried about that change being that bad. But the fact that the fastball and the slider were still excellent mm-hmm. has me saying, okay, you know what, he'll figure that out. I guess too, you know, you know, when you're getting back to back, like we, you know, in in these rankings, you have to consider opponents oh, yeah. a little bit more. I'm just thinking of Matthew McConaughey poster every single time you see back to back. Back to back. Is there a movie that he's back to back? There's like every poster. It's always well, I mean, like in, oh, before yeah. 2010 or no, something. No, you're right. I guess I'm thinking of one with uh, what's her name from Almost Famous. Uh, oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> either way, when Kate, they're back to back, 
Kate Hudson. Yes. Uh, when when they're back when they're back to back like that, like Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey, Eugene need to bring in uh, um, their opponents, and no matter what, Gaussman's gonna have to face. Is that like the third character that is like the third wheel in the movie? That yes, the Dodgers the are the third. Yeah, the third wheel of that movie. I guess he still gets <laughs> the Diamondbacks, but yeah, that's definitely a tougher division. I don't know. Uh, I want to move on to tier four, though. Sure. I want to know what it's called and why it's called that. We're looking at a, a pretty formidable tier here with Rogers, Freddie Peralta, Robbie Ray, Frember Valdez, Max Freed, Julio Urias, Sandy Alcantara, Joe Musgrove, Pablo Lopez, and Lance McCullers. We're looking, okay, these are uh, newspaper Joe. <laughs> newspaper Jill or Joe? Joe. Okay, why? Because this is, they haven't moved. So they are the ones at the what? diner who are reading the paper. Is that a term, newspaper Joe? I'm calling it one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was some like old timey no. term that your dad said, like I no. regular newspaper Joe. It's just newspaper Joe. Like it's it's a guy in the diner. You go in at like six o'clock or something. You look to the right. There's Joe with his newspaper. Yeah, he's an extra. Newspaper, you know, newspaper Joe. It's newspaper he Joe. He hasn't moved since the last time he saw him. There it is. Sometimes the names of the podcast <laughs> just find themselves, and this one's definitely newspaper Joe. That or the terrifying lighting on. <laughs> Yeah, fast. there it is. Yeah, it, it, you look great. So here's the question <laughs> I wanted to ask you. We, we've talked about a good amount of these guys. We've gone in depth on Rodgers and Peralta and Ray yep. and Valdez. And for, really, I was looking at this and I was like, okay, all of these guys we've given our opinions on. So I wanted to switch things up a little bit, actually. Ooh. I wanted you to rank your top three guys in this tier for Dynasty. Oh, for Dynasty? Yeah. Oh, my so God. So I think I know who your number one is. Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara. So let's let's say top five then, because you've already gotten wow. your number one out wow. of the way here. Okay. I know it's difficult, right? Okay, so we have uh, we have ten guys in here, right? Yeah, I'll repeat them again for people yeah. who are listening. I'll give you another second. I want your top five here for Dynasty. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to rank them in order, starting at 14 down to 23. Trevor Rogers, Freddie Peralta, Robbie Ray, Framber Valdez, Max Fried, Julio Urias, Sandy Alcantara, Joe Musgrove, Pablo Lopez, and Lance McCullers. Because this is an interesting tier where they're all. Pretty relatively young guys. Maybe what Peralta and Ray are like some of the older dudes, but they're all still young. Also, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so, yeah right. They're but, all they're all young guns in this way. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm actually doing it from the fact of who do I like the least. I know it's a very. I'm not normally this pessimistic. Sh- no, or, no, but yeah. I mean, it's still. But I need to do it like there's that. There's ten people here, and you're still yeah, going yeah. number five. So you right, don't like so the five. The, yeah. yeah. So that would be uh, Lance McCullers. So he'd be your number five. Um, well, he would just be. I mean, he's in that bottom tier for me. Okay. But yeah, it's just because of uh, injury risk and sure. you know, just longevity, that kind of thing. Uh, Joe Musgrove would be there because Joe Musgrove has. I don't know. He's just kind of always battled this. Like I can, he can never get locked in, and I'm kind, of, I'm kind of sick of waiting. Well, hold on. I need clarity here. Are you ranking them five, four, three, two, one, or you're saying, I'm just saying I'm these not are even the five consider. These are the outside of the top five. Oh, guys. okay. Yeah, I didn't get that. So these yeah, are yeah. outside of the top five. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. These are the ones in Mu- Musgrove are not out. in the dynasty top five. Wow. Uh, M- Musgrove out. Yeah. So well, I, mean, I like I like a lot of these, but like Musgrove is the one that's just more volatile. Like one day he has got a slider and curveball working, he doesn't the next, and I don't. It's hard for me to get at this point being like, oh, yeah, he's going to lock in and do the thing. Interesting. Okay. Right? So we've got two um, out. Freddie Peralta's out. Yep. Because he throws crossbody. Sure. It bothers me yep. so much. That's fine. And um, remember, too, it, for those listening, Nick ranked him at 15. We're just talking about oh, yeah, Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Here. yeah, this is a <laughs> Dynasty, my God. All right. <laughs> I mean, I just think Dynasty, I'm like, prospects. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't exist to me until they throw a major league pitch. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, so those two are out. I uh, those, those three. Uh, oh, yeah, those three, those three right. Um I there's a part of me that wants to say Max Freed is out. Just because um I wonder if we've seen the peak already. Mm-hmm. And some of these other guys are more interesting. Now I will say, okay, so that maybe that's on the four side and then like on the uh, higher side, uh Trevor Rogers. 
Okay, so he's in there. He's in the top five. Sandy Alcantara is in there. Sandy, yep. Um, So definitely those two. I'm kind of struggling with Urias because Urias has, I think his stuff is still so good and he's still actually kind of young. Yes. And it's like, you're just going to develop more. So I'm going to keep him in there. He's in the top three. three. Uh, then it's between Pablo Lopez, Robbie Ray, and Framber Valdez, essentially, for I those last so. two spots. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's tough. So, okay, so the problem I have with Lopez is that I think he's just resigned as a two-pitch guy. Like, he's constantly trying to find his cutter and, and curveball and really incorporate that. But I don't have faith, like I think the others, that he would elevate or like or get to that point. Robbie Ray has figured things out. He has legitimately, like, changed this approach, and it's just worked. Yeah. Now, okay. I do have worry that he might get out of rhythm of that at some point. That was my concern. And that is, yeah, that's a legitimate one. Framber Valdez is fine, but he's not the same ceiling as the others. So, okay, so if Rodgers, Urias, and Alcantara are definitely up there, I'm just going to go Lopez and Valdez then. And, yeah. And then Ray is out. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you. I was going to bring oh. up with Ray that it was, you know, we've seen that great slider in Arizona before, right. and I don't want to discredit I've obviously been wrong about him so far this year, but I think we've seen that volatility express. But then again, we, we've seen that every year with Lopez, yeah. right, where there's streaks, and then he gets blown up for six earned runs. Right. So I think that, I guess maybe I, you could make an argument that Lopez and Freed would be yeah, swapped out. Maybe maybe it's not Valdez instead. Yeah, it could, yeah. Right, like, I, I, it's, it's very close. Anyway, there you go. There's a Dynasty Nick showing up like that one time a year. I, yeah, I wanted to bring him out a little bit. But it's I, like I, Santa I think Claus. It's, it's an interesting question, and that's it a wasn't fun tier. For 364 days, you know, come on. I think that tier deserves, now that I think about it, that tier deserves a f- better than a fake name that you just made Newspaper up. Newspaper Joe? joke. Because oh, they're, they're, yeah, the, you know, yeah, they're yeah, like the yeah. fun young arms that are going to lead the yeah, future. Yeah, Jordan actually had some names himself, like Little Caesars was the cool one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Little a, Caesars? Oh, I don't remember. It was it was just like the uh, I call them Hot Wheels because they keep putting you through loose. Was Little Caesars is like how you kind of regret getting it, but like they yeah. they can taste really good for a moment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, um, I think that's right. what it was. I'm sorry, Jordan, if I butchered that. <laughs> He's like, how do you not remember? I'm so sorry, you laughed. We looked at each other's eyes. I don't even remember all the tier names I gave last week. Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's the whole fun of it. Is they they just <laughs> oh, disappear? Oh man! All right, tier tier five fast. Let's keep it going. All right, Sean Manaya, Charlie Morton, Kyle Gibson. Never in my life did I think I would say Kyle Gibson before Aaron Nola when talking about this list. You say Kikuchi, Tyler, Molly, Sonny Gray, Shohei Otani. Oh man, this is okay. Um, this is like the Ben and Jerry's tier. Okay. They're all fantastic, and they come in so many different flavors. Yes. I mean, maybe some of them are not as fantastic, and but, you know, yeah, I like them all. Yeah, I think, which is still, once again, crazy. You know, I didn't think we were having this conversation about Kyle Gibson. You I know, know but, I mean? like, it's it's ridiculous. It's the ultimate Vargas rule. Uh, but it needs a new name. It can't, I know. It can't be. It can't I know. Be. It's like the, it's, it's a Gibson rule. It's the Gibson rule. <laughs> I mean, he's just yeah. I can't deny the fact that uh, this this cutters work, the sliders work, the, the fastballs work. Like, it's great. We talked about this where we said earlier, like, okay, for every Vargas rule, like one good start, how many starts does that mean he would then be able to have bad starts before he would drop him? Right. So yeah. at this point, let me rephrase that. How many bad starts does Kyle Gibson? If Kyle Gibson has two poor starts, are you dropping him? No, I'm hesitant. It's gonna be the third. Right. Remember the whole rule. Uh, the uh, the exception, the suggestion, and the confirmation. So it has to be. Th- so no matter what, it has he's, to- he's reached it. He's reached the moment. It's like, all right, all right, you you gone that far. By the way, the cutter is not actually the good. One. No. I was like, wait a second. I was like, the cutter's actually been the one that's 
performing it's badly. Poor, yeah. Yeah, the slider and the changeup are the ones that are doing things. Slider's up to 23% swing striker, which is so good. But this is so fun, too. This is what I love talking about the most, right? Everyone's like, so stop throwing the cutter. Well, the cutter could be the reason why the slider and the fastball are the way that they are. Yeah, the, sl- the cutter all of a sudden just shows up randomly. And you got to understand that batting average allowed is when it actually is put into play. Sure. So it still gets a good amount of strikes. It's near 60% rate. So there is a time and place for him to throw that cutter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to focus too much on Gibson. There's, we talked about Gibson plenty. Yeah. There's other guys that I actually want to focus on here. One oh, yeah. is including a guy that you did a really nice uh, breakdown of, a video breakdown of, with Yusei Kikuchi. Oh, yeah, he's great. That was a, that was a pretty sick video. I think oh, it was, thanks, what buddy. was it, his cutter that you were focusing on there? Uh, well, it was the entire inning uh, mm-hmm. of Kikuchi. Uh, I do them a lot during the morning uh, live streams on Twitter. Guess, uh, sorry, on Twitter. On Twitch, of course, you should check them out. All right. Uh, you should honestly do it. But seriously, uh, Kikuchi uh, inning was fantastic. He essentially used his slider, his uh, four-seamer and cutter. That's really what's going on, 96 mile per hour. Four-seams that are really effective. Cutters that are just getting the strikes for him and the slider that has a fantastic swing strike rate. Like, it's all there. It's working. He's going deep into games. I think it was three of those last four have seven innings. That's, once again, like, I, I know I, I got to stop just expressing shock because I can't get over it. Uh, Sonny Gray makes his valiant return here, coming in at number 30. So, I guess, talk to me a little bit about why behind Tyler Molly, just because Molly's been fantastic and you think there's still going to be a little bit of rust there? Well, okay, so Tyler Molly is great. Like, he's he's kind of a better Barrios. He's what we want Jose Barrios to be. Okay. I don't actually think that Tyler Molly is ever going to be a top 20 guy. Because it's a four-seamer and a slider, and there really isn't much else in that. Sometimes the splitter shows up, and he goes, ah, yeah. I've saved you today. Yeah. <laughs> I am the splitter. There's that singing we were yeah, talking about. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, golden voice, of yeah, course. Exactly. Yes. Um, no, but but Tyler Miley, I don't really ever think he's going to be that top 20 guy, so he's going to help out. He's going to give you strikeouts. Just not really be that golden goose. And Sonny Gray has that potential. We've seen it before from him. Uh, it's just a question of it. Does he have his breakers back? And actually threw 88 pitches in his first start. Returning, actually, sorry, 86. The Reds even said that he threw too many, which mm. I found interesting. I guess he just got out of the, the fifth inning and completed it. And then you're like, all right, fine, fine. You're going to stay in, I guess, for one extra bat or so. I do wonder how many he's going to get in that second start now. Could be around 75 or so just to make up for it. Yeah. I don't know. But still, after that, I mean, he had a really good slider in that start. That's really good. He had his curveball before the injury. He didn't have the slider. Now he's a slider. That's very positive to me. He had eight strikeouts in that game. I think I should, you know, we should feel pretty good. Pretty we should good. feel pretty good. That just got me thinking, too. Uh, so next week, yeah. right, the All-Star break begins on Monday. Aye. And then are we going to hang out? <laughs> uh, so uh, we I try f- so hard. I'm excited. Sonny Gray got me excited because I was thinking about who the best uh, second half performers are going to be. Sure. Right? Is Dylan Bundy going to be able to turn it around in the second on, fast, half? Fast. Uh, Come on. Is, is, <laughs> is anyone going to be good ever again? Uh, I'm, look, I'm just so happy you were able to write that article last year. I suppose to this year. I, hey, I, coming into the year, I had Bundy a little low too, so I'm I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I am I I didn't want this to happen. It's didn't okay. want this to I happen. Know, none of us did. You know what's funny too? As Orioles fans, we like to get dunked on because a guy has one good season. I just I didn't. What? Oh, I know you're not, but I was just thinking, like, you know, uh, we, we, we rightfully get that. And then where, what, what, there's no justification when we end up being right, right? Bundy no. stinks down. No. Um, all right, let's move on to tier six, <laughs> which, again, another another formidable tier, which makes sense as we start to get into the deeper tiers here. We're going to start with Chris Bassett, Tywin Walker, cracks me up again, Shane McClanahan, Luis Castillo, Ian Anderson, Zach Plezak, Tarek Skubal, Dylan Cease, Jose Barrios, and Tony Disco himself, oh, Anthony right, Disclafani. right. Uh, right, I, have to, I have to come up with the name. Yeah, well, I gave, I, listen, I gave you time. Like, What's oh, it yeah, called? I, I was like, I was listening to him like, oh, yeah, those are guys. Those what do you need guys. to listen to? You made the list. I know, but. What's I it don't... called? Why is it called that? Stop oh. wasting time. <laughs> 
This is how you get the best out of me, right? Um, oh God, I, I'm gonna call it uh, Adderall. <laughs> Adderall? Because well, it's so disjointed, and you need to focus on it, or exactly there it is. Okay, no, 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 no. no. They, essentially, all of these guys um, can bring out the best of themselves, um, but and they need to focus, but they're not quite there. And you're like, I need the Adderall to like be that unlock that potential. Okay, that's where my brain was going under pressure. I'm not proud of it. Yeah. I've actually never had Adderall. I don't know if you have. It doesn't matter. Anyway, no, Shane Shane McClanahan is doing really well. I'm, these I'm days scared to walk down the street. I know, right? I'm like, I, uh, yeah. Uh, wait, I'm, not, I'm not on. I'm not on anti-anxiety medication because I love drugs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, McClanahan uh, is looking great. He does did get the Jays, and now he gets the Jays again, which is really annoying. But man, McClanahan is like. He's so good. Mm. Have you watched that guy? Have you watched like a full start of McClanahan yet? That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's. I'm happy I can finally say I have watched a full start as opposed to like, okay, is he actually going to come out again? Yeah, like, right, right. You've seen six innings from him, and it's oh, it's overpowering at times. It's like unreal. Yeah. You know, he needs to get more stamina. I will say this: like he got pulled in the other game at around seventy pitches and change in the sixth, and it's like, come on. Yeah. But if you watch that game, it was a tough situation. He got first and second with in a one-one game. You know, with one out and like. He was a little more gassed. Sure. It was just like, okay, I get this. I get this, Kevin Cash. You want to save him from the third time through the lineup in a really good Jays lineup when he's actually not at his peak. Fine. Yeah. But it's a low 90s slider with mid to upper 90s heaters. We saw 100 earlier on, and he has two secondaries that each could develop into a legit number two in their own right mm. in that changeup and, and curveball as well. So it's whew, just more. I just want more McClanahan. Yeah. Just give me more. Now, him. I, I hate to bring up this guy for the first time. Well, not the first time. Maybe we've talked about it a little bit in the context of a falling. But Ian Anderson falls four. Yeah. So what have you seen recently from Ian really, Anderson? Really, it hasn't been. It's not nothing against Anderson. I'm more encouraged about Bassett right now, more encouraged about Walker, more encouraged about McClanahan, more encouraged about Castillo. I will say, too, uh, how crazy of a journey this Taiwan Walker thing has been. It's unreal. He from just keeps like, going. Hey, he should be on the top 100, and now he's 33. Yep. It's unbelievable. I know. He just keeps doing it. Uh, I I will say I am concerned in the second half about Taiwan Walker. I, oh, I, I, save I'm it for next week's. Oh, is that's, that what, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's what, what I got excited about, right? Oh. Who's going to be legit? Who's going to turn it around? Oh. Who's going to be? There's always someone in the second half that you end up streaming that you're like, they figured it out. Yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about. I mean, well, we're going to talk about those in like, in I don't know, 30, 30 ranks. What do you mean? Oh, there's a fun little section I made. About second half guys? No, no, just about just whatever. We'll get streamers. That's a tease. Yeah. With a capital T. Exact tumult. Yeah. Um, All right. Zach Plezak returns. Right up at number 37. Only going to throw 60 pitches, though. Okay. So so then why at 37? Well, it's about the rest of the season, not the next week. So not concerned about some of the shakiness that was there earlier on. Look, Zach Plezak, I, I... I said it before, and I'll say it again, kind of, you have 2020, which is the peak. Mm -hmm. You have 2019, which is the floor, and you saw kind of what he did, and you can argue, oh, no, the floor was what he did earlier this year. I feel like everyone understanding exactly what it was, this is not him. This this was an exception. This this seemed, like, weird and different. I think Zach Plesak is a legit pitcher. Uh, He's going to get the volume over time. It's like, all right, I'll take, like, a week or two to get there, but if Zach Plesak was at 90 pitches now, he'd probably be around the, you know, around, like, Molly or so. Yeah. Maybe Sonny Gray. He is gonna get that volume because oh man, my god, who else is gonna start for them? Literally, yeah, yeah, like it's crazy. Hopefully, they get Savali back soon. Any sort of uh, 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 innings limits are out the window now for police. I just go and do great things without a doubt. And yeah. if they still want to try and get a wild card or even win that division. They still yeah. got some I mean, work to do. And I have to also say, like Scooble, Cease, Barrios, Descofani all have their massive warts assigned to them. 
Descofani increased seven to be here, but Descofani is a fastball slider guy. And I don't really know if those two pitches are that great to maintain the success he's had so far. Well, I'm, I'm actually glad that you brought him up because he's the last guy that I wanted to talk about in this tier. Is this finally the year for, for Tony Disco? Is this at the end of the year, this is going to be one we look back and we're like, wow, he finally put it all together? Well, at least the or, first half. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about full year. We're talking about moving forward. Or is this fully going to regress to like mid-low three ERA? Well, yeah. Yeah, it should be that. I would be very shocked to be kept this sub three ERA. Like, for the entire year? Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. There's no way. Yeah. His stuff is good, but it's not that great. It's just crazy to see. I feel like this is a guy we've been talking about for years. I know. Well, I think actually, um, I remember this distinctly. Like, he did a bad 2020, went to free agency, and the Giants got him for, like, nothing. Mm. I remember thinking, like, yeah, this is it's still Tony Disco. I mean, he still had, like, 120 whip, I think. He was, like, the Jared Eikhoff kind of. Sure. 2019, right? Where, like, Jared Eikhoff had, like, this weird season where it was a 120 whip all of a sudden and, you know, a decent year, right? Like, oh, there's mm-hmm. actually some value. Sorry. I don't know where that voice is coming from, but... No. <laughs> but Tony Disco kind of was... I was like, oh, yeah, like, a 370 year 120 whip. I can, I'm can, i cool with that 22% strikeout rate. And, like, he's actually done better than that, but I don't think he's so far removed. There isn't that thing that's all of a sudden so new about Tony Disco, Anthony Discofani, that makes me think, oh, yeah, he's a sub-3 year A guy. No, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, tier number seven, we are looking at Hyunjin Ryu, Zach Granke, Luis Garcia, Adam Wainwright, Alec Manoa, Kyle Hendricks, and Marcus Stroman. The young and the restless. Very nice. So we have the young people and we have the guys that you just can't stop pitching. Yes, 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 yes. Like, it is a perfect mix of young and old. For every Adam Wainwright you, you have here, Alec You can think Manoa. my grandmother and mother for watching that show forever. Oh, yeah? Believe it or not, uh, Nick on that show was born right when I was born. Really? Yeah. My mom was in As the World Turns, and, man. Oh, uh, I see, see. And uh, and the Nick in that show is had, like, a kid at 15. Like, when I was 15 or so. Like the, Really? Yeah, you know, they grew up the character so fast. I was like, this isn't fair. <laughs> that's not me. No. I do like thinking that that's your picture of Dorian Gray is the Nick from As the World Turns. <laughs> Um, all right, the one guy that young I want to... Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. Oh, young Get and the Restless. Right. I apologize, I apologize. But yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Alec Manoa. I mean, I feel like... I mean, I don't want to put mm. words in your mouth, but I feel like there were some concerns oh, yeah, after sure. he made his debut, especially a little bit maybe about command. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's not like he's top 30 here, but top 46, he's rising up a little bit. Is there anything that you have seen from him recently that makes you feel a little bit better? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. 23, I mean, aside from the... Uh, 23, yeah, 23 whiffs and a gallows pole on that start. Uh, the most recent one is a slider was just absurdly good. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he showed, hey, Nick, I know you're concerned about the changeup that was there in that first start in the debut, and it made me really excited that three pitches he can throw in any count. Mm-hmm. And he's turned more into that fastball slider guy, but we've seen a lot of fastball slider guys have a ton of success this year, as long as they're both good pitches, especially the slider. And that totally. slider is just, it's filthy right now, fast. Uh, we're talking like a 20% swing strike rate, 36% CSW. If you can do that and you throw it 20% of the time, he's actually upped it in that start uh, to 50, sorry, to 30% usage. I like that. That's great. I want to I want to see a little bit more, honestly. But uh, I think if you can just be four-seamer slider and be effective. So Manoa is is someone I I trust now. I mean, I think there's a ceiling that can be higher than this if the changeup shows up yeah. just so when the slider isn't as amazing, he has that backup plan, but... He's sure that he has a slider enough, so it's good. Yeah, because we've seen moments where that changeup is like, oh, okay. That, yeah. that, it's definitely Ooh. flashed plus. Absolutely. 
for for sure, for sure. Um, okay, the next guy or last guy I want to talk about that list is is Marcus Stroman. So cooking through is 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 this fa- falling three more so other guys rising than it is? Yes and no. Falling? I mean, he has not done good things. Uh, it's kind of crazy for someone who has such a successful season uh, to, to keep falling this far. He's at forty eight now. Uh, Stroman's last start. Guess how many Ks he had in five innings? Zero. Yeah, zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How am I going to feed my family with this fast? Yeah. He, his sinker was the only pitch he was really throwing. His slider didn't really do anything. It was really, really bad. I mean, it was against the Yankees. It was opposite Cole, so everyone focused on Cole, but it was the Stroman start that was laborious. Yeah. Uh, and and he had the, he had this hip uh, soreness before. He removed from that one, threw three innings after that, then had this one. And he's not in that groove yet. Now, I do think he can get back into it. He's still top 50. But I didn't think he was going to get back into that groove. He'd be like 70 or something like that. Also, the passing of his grandmother. Well, uh, he was something definitely That's a fantastic him. point. Uh, and I might not be actually uh, incorporating that enough into this. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, it's that kind of start, or sorry, that tier. I mean, you also have Hyunjin Ryu who's fallen all the way to 42 fast. Yeah. I mean, you look at Hyunjin Ryu, you also look at guys like Kenta Maeda, guys. I mean, there's this this list is kind of full of surprises for yeah. sure. Um, the next guy I did I want to talk about is actually Kenta Maeda because I, I feel like we keep getting questions on Twitter like, should I just drop him? And I, I don't, like, you got to not do that yeah <laughs> well i mean they're okay so it's, the question is always who do i drop him for mm-hmm. because in many leagues yes before this start i was saying yeah go get you know that guy instead of maeda because you know he's a safer bet right now and i didn't expect maeda to have the start that he just had against the royals uh and we're talking a start finally finally fast you know he had 10 strikeouts uh and an amazing slider and splitter yeah like oh hi both pitches finally showing up for a start it's great after you didn't have either one against the the chicago white Sox. is he maybe he's one of the guys for second half where hopefully i mean we'll have to see a last start and see if that was kind of a fluke against kansas city but man two hits no one runs one walk in 10 k's that's that was him at his peak that's yeah, yeah that's that's showing up for sure but we already peaked into tier eight without giving him a name so we have maeda marquez paddock wood snell alzale sandoval caprillion joe ross the <laughs> title image for this week mr slider with himself mm-hmm. and jake odorizzi and frankie montas I'm gonna call him the furby tier okay because i can see someone wanting to collect all of these really yeah Okay. Oh, like I want. Some, I want to get out of Alzale everywhere I can right now. We're, we're going to get to him before. Right? Before but, we... uh, Patrick Sandoval, yeah. James Caprellian, uh, Cap- Caprielian, uh Joe Ross, Jake Odorizzi, uh, Alex Wood now getting a slider back. Herman Marquez is doing incredible things right now. Like I want to collect a lot of this. I think it is Caprillion. Caprillion? Yeah, Caprillion. Okay, sounds good. I got. I got self conscious because I think he's Armenian. Oh, I'm not positive. Maybe Former I'm wrong. Yankee. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's how you pronounce it. Um, I want to start. We're gonna we're gonna work down a little bit. I do want to talk about Azale. I do want to talk about Ross. Obviously, he was the title image. Uh, but I want to start with Marquez. Seems like there's a little bit of a shift in a mentality there, jumping him up 15. Because we've seen games where he has done very well, but it seemed like there was a reticence in the past to then boost him up yeah. a little bit more. I mean, it's still, there still is, but the fact that pretty much he's been unbelievably good and then has this weird one start against the Reds at eight earned runs mm. that just ruins everything. I mean, I'm talking two and runs, zero, one, zero, eight, one, 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 zero. And at Coors, <laughs> too. A better better record at Coors. Or, uh, well, right, yeah, that was in, in Cincy. Was that one? But that's, so I mean, that's, that's still not it. a good place to pitch is in Cincinnati. But the fact that the slider is this good right now is kind of crazy to me. He's only been throwing 15% of the time, but we're talking 25% swing strike rate, 38% CSW for Herman Marquez's slider. And the curveball is not bad, bad either. 36% CSW on that pitch, 21% swing strike rate ridiculously good uh the four seamers still being thrown half the time though 
And mm. I want to see that down to like 40% when you have this good uh, secondary stuff. But yeah, fast slider. That is a money pitch. Always and forever. I had to, you know, always and forever. It wasn't for like two years or so. The always slider and came back. No, no, no. Always and forever. But I, I do want to bring that up a little bit too. Um, you know, this is now, this. it's not a surprise to see him with a mid three ERA. I mean, so right. 375 in 2020, 377 over 2018. Do we not give him enough credit because of the cores? Well, I mean, as a pitcher, no, we don't. Mm. We're like him out of course. We always say like, oh, Herman Marquez out of course. Like, oh my God. But we don't actually consider him good or something like that or like an amazing pitcher. You know, despite that, we recognize that he would be so much better outside of it, but we don't give him the credit and act like he's an actual top 20 starter or something like that because he doesn't have the chance to actually go off and prove it. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Yeah, totally. And while the the splits are almost bizarre this year with like that, I think he has a yeah three ERA over seventy innings at home this year, three point oh six with a four point six seven over thirty four and two thirds. But the larger, far larger sample size is in reverse in right. his career numbers with a four seven ERA uh, at home and a three point six one. So it's not like he has magically figured out cores. No, uh, not at all. In the start, but he is a, a very exciting person to roster currently. So now we can move on to Albert Azale, rising twenty four. I don't. I, I mean. What's the up? command in that last start wasn't enough for me that it's like, okay, he's kind of really figured out those issues. What are you seeing that all of a sudden shoots him back near top 50? Uh, the fact that he threw 39% sliders and they came with a 44% CSW. Okay. I mean, that, 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 that to me, if Alzelay has a slider, things are going to be good. Okay. And uh, this was the first start since his blister issue that he actually showcased that slider working. And if Alzelay can do that, which he did in this start, he earned a King Cole, you know, in it. Okay, at a 35% CSW for the entirety of the start. Yeah, I'm in. Who was that start against? Uh, that start was against the Cincy. Reds in Cincy. Yeah. Marquez couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that does make it even more impressive. Um, I don't know. I think I think for me the jury is still out a little bit because— I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, I mean, his May the, was great. His June was not. Look, look at the guys that he's around. Okay, it's not like, you know, I love the Panda, Irish Panda, uh, Patrick Sandoval and all. But that doesn't mean, like, I know he's going to have the best second half in the world. You sure. know, Jacob Arizzi, what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it, it, there's a ton of questions. He's literally behind Blake Snell, if you want to talk about question marks, right? So I, I love Owsley. I want to chase this. I think there is a good, you know, it's a good bet to make. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like, he's fixed and ready to go. You know, he's not, you know, he, he, there was a moment he was in the 40s and everything before. He's not there yet. Let's, I, I'm chomping at the bit. Chomping. I want to hear you talk about Joe Ross. Oh, he's so good. This man is he? Is he so? He's is so he good. so good? I mean, it's three earned runs, no walks, eleven Ks against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, that's just really bana- good. No, fast. no, yeah, that, hey, that's bananas. But I don't. Can we now definitively say Joe Ross is a really good pitcher? Sell me on Joe Ross. On cross five of his last six starts, he totaled five total runs. Okay, uh, that's pretty good. Just just even hearing that is pretty good. His last three starts, uh, at least seven Ks in each of them. He's going deep in games. Uh, across his last six starts, just one of them has been under six innings, including an eight and a seven inning start. Uh, his slider has improved as well. Uh, we're talking around 30% uh, CSW, 50% zone rate, so he's getting a ton of strikes with them. It allows him to go deeper into games. Uh, it's all just good, man. I'm, I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling better about it than I used to be. Um, the fact that his, uh, his, his fastball is getting a ton of swing strikes, surprisingly, 11%. 
which is kind of cool. Mm. Uh, I, I don't really expect that from Joe Ross. I, I still remember the 2015 Joe Ross. That's like two seamers and sliders. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. Sure. This is great. I had him, I think, like in the 30s in the preseason of 2015 or something like that because, you know, two seamers. Amazing. Ground balls. The best. Yeah. Two seamers are a hell of a drug, oh man. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we've changed. You now things change. And uh, Joe Ross is just doing good things right now where I actually, I, essentially, I was just streaming him, saying, great, against weak teams, I'm going to start Joe Ross. And then he does this against the Dodgers, and you can't help but feel more confident now. What is the bigger shock? Um, Kevin Gaussman is a top 10 pitcher, or Joe Ross is the second best pitcher on Washington? That is... Joe Ross. Yeah, Joe Ross it's yes. unbelievable. It really Second is. best pitcher in Washington. You imagine it. Strasburg and, and Corbin falling off. Yeah. Can you imagine like, saying that about at any point in the year? Like, I mean, I would, have said year. To you that I would have said to you, oh, Corbin is one and Scherzer and Strasburg are hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But with Corbin actually pitching and he's better than them, yeah. Or you would have just dug in and been like, everyone's hurt. Austin Voth is actually great. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we were upset that Voth was, getting, was not getting the opportunities at first and it was Ross. Yeah. You know, and now here we are. Yeah, I remember actually, um, yeah, talking uh, to Kimball. I think you know Kimball. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was like, "Hey, anything on Joe Ross?" Is like, "No, man." And then he had that blow up against uh, Arizona when it was seven and runs, or actually it was a ten one against St. Louis. He was like, "All right, all right, fine, you got me." I was like, "Yeah, this is you know, he's, he's not there yet." <laughs> and then now I'm like, "Hey, so uh, Joe Ross, Joe Ross, <laughs> yeah, he's the cover image of the <laughs> top 100." Uh, all right, let's move on to tier nine. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Wade Miley, Logan Gilbert, Nathan Ivaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez, JT Brubaker, Zach Eflin, and Domingo Herman. Um, okay, they are. Uh, oh, okay, I have, I have it. I have it in my head. They are the bologna sandwich. Why? Because uh, you don't. You'll go into the fridge not looking to eat the bologna sandwich, but this is what you got, so you got to go with it. Who's got just a bologna sandwich ready made in their no, in no, their no, fridge? Like, so you're gonna see like, okay, you got so you got some bologna, you got oh, some okay, or something okay, like. Okay. You know, you make a bologna sandwich. This is what you, these are the guys you make the bologna sandwich. These are all those kind of bland ingredients, but it'll sate you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's fair enough. Sate. I I, I I like that word, and I I actually embarrassing hey, enough. Satiated. I love it. Yeah, I like bologna as yeah. well. Uh, do you? Yeah, I do. That's uh, bologna. <laughs> oh, God, I set it up right for Yeah, you. I'm so sorry. Um, I, the one person I wanted to talk about in this tier, obviously you can chime in with whatever you'd like to talk about, but Eduardo Rodriguez, rising eight. Mm. Is this just the kind of ever, you know, the the constant ebb and flow that is you know, Erod? Like, okay, so Eduardo Rodriguez, I don't know if you remember this, but I've been like the anti-Eduardo, and I feel really yes. bad because I, I, you know me, I want every pitcher to be dope. 100%. But I'm just, I recognize that he had this, it's ridiculous six-game stretch or whatever in August of 2019 that all of a sudden turned a terrible season into a digestible season. Yeah. And now I think that we're at a point where people are recognizing, like, okay, Eduardo is not the man that we want him to be. Mm-hmm. Sure. But recently his four-seamer has been doing good things. His changeup actually hasn't been as good as it can be. And I think there is more to come for Eduardo when the fastball and changeup are linked up together and working well. The cutter and slider are never going to work. I don't know which, whatever you want to call it, it's the same pitch. He's just using it to get strikes in the zone, and that's it. Uh, it's never going to be a pitch that saves him when the changeup isn't there. But the fastball has been a really well commanded pitch so far, like the past three starts or so. I feel okay about that, and hopefully the changeup will catch up. There, there are so many kind of bizarre, you know, outliers 
for me, no, noticeably that Babbitt, right? The 357 Babbitt for him is way above that career norm for him. That mm-hmm. sticks out a lot for me. It's just always funny to think about, like, the thing that I talked about with Erod in the offseason is he's been, oddly enough, the picture of consistency. Like, always with that kind of high three ERA. one always with whip or whatever it Always is. with the 120, yeah, like 126, 127 whip. Always with the near 12% K rate. And it feels like he's literally just heading in that direction again it, where he's not a mid-five ERA pitcher. He's not a low-five ERA pitcher. And that probably means if he's not going to be that, then right. that second yeah. half is going to be pretty Look, good When for him. did those six starts happen? It was August in 2019 that yes. saved him, right? Uh, you want to know the the guy. If there's any one pitcher to me that is the Chris Davis's average of starting pitching. Who, K, with a K. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With a K. Yo, absolutely with a K. Yeah. <laughs> but do, do you have someone in mind that's not Eduardo Rodriguez who that would be? Like that's consistent, like you know like what you're always getting? always exactly the same. Like yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The ebbs and flows of the season, he generally goes up and down. But there's one thing. But it just levels Do out. Do you know who this is? No, who? It's Jose Barrios. Oh, yes. Every okay, that single makes a year. Lot of and sense. He, like this year, he's even right there again. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. Yeah, How yeah, does yeah. he do this? How does he like, oh, no, no, no. That ERA is 350. No, 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 no. no, no. no, 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 no. I got to mess up today. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like, like, uh, but in many ways, in this world that's ever changing, it's actually quite nice. <laughs> there you go. Right. But I actually, I, I didn't even look at it because I knew that he was like a 3-5 ERA. I'm not even joking. Then he just had this bad start against the White Sox. I need to see this. Where is Jose Brios now? 356, 115 whip, 24%, 25% K rate. Mm-hmm. Normally he's like a 365. Sure. 37 with like a 115 to 120 whip and about a 23, 24% K rate. Look at it. It's like it's crazy to me. He just figures it out. <laughs> it does just have a weird way of stabilizing. <laughs> I I, like so so I, I hope I hope this is the offseason that we finally say, all right, maybe Jose Brios is never going to be that age. He just is what he is. You know. Can we can we have this? Can we like as a community be like, all right, we get it, there's and enough, that's fine. There's enough of a sample size here <laughs> for us to finally believe that this is true. It's crazy to me. It's, not, it's it, it just blows my mind. Let's move on to the next tier, which is a tiny little mini tier full of babies. Um, so wow, this, <laughs> no, I just uh, the way that I said it, just I don't know that came out next. A lot of risers here, a lot of young guys: Nick Pavetta, Zach Thompson, Tyler McGill, John Gray, and Bailey Ober. Uh, two guys making their debut on the list in McGill and Bailey Ober. What is this tier called? Why is it called that? <laughs> this is uh, shortened Hanukkah. <laughs> Like it's not eight nights, it's, it's just, just four. Five. Oh, okay. it's, it's just five of them, but they're all oh. little gifts. Oh, very nice, <laughs> very very nice. They're all little gifts. Yeah, man, I just feel really bad because it's what I'm suggesting is that there isn't enough oil. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 exactly. It's just five instead of eight. Um, but no, like these guys, these are the interesting ones that I hinted at before. Okay. okay, so I mean, surprisingly, the second half kind of surprisingly, Nick Pavetta is rostered in way too many leagues. I'm, I'm like absolutely shocked that I guess not too many. I am suggesting it's, you have him, but like he's over sixty percent. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. And Sandoval's like way, way lower and stuff like that. But Pavetta stays there, and he actually just you just had the start. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. Fast. It was against the Athletics. He was throwing ninety five. It was peppered right at the top, and it wasn't. You know, he always has this like. Moments of chaos, the happy accidents, or whatever sure. you want to call them, you know, 
tries to turn those pitches into birds on the canvas. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't work. I know that's not supposed to be a bird. Works for Ross. Pavetta, I know. But Bob, not, for not Joe. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. it works for Joe. <laughs> I liked it. All right, but Pavetta finally did that and then kept his breaking balls down. And, like, it was, it worked. It was great. Ten strikeouts, seven innings. I don't know if that's going to stick, but it's it's a little gift. I, I little At gift. this point, nothing surprised me anymore, but I want to focus on these three younger guys that people right. might not be as familiar with. We're going to start with Zach Thompson, who he rose 11. He's up at 68 now, 2.25 ERA in those first three starts. He's faced Atlanta twice. He's had really good results there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, is there anything in that arsenal that really sticks out to you? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's two things. Uh, normally, he's going to have a lot of success with the cutter. Uh, the cutter and fastball command, if the fastball command has has been really good. I got to say for all three of these guys, uh, for Tyler McGill uh, and uh, Bailey, Bailey Ober. Ober as well. Um, by the way, if, I don't know if you read the roundup today, but I have way too much fun with Ober jokes um, to that, the point that I was, yeah, I, I it just, I kept going through other blurbs and making Ober jokes. It doesn't matter. I, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, no, they all have really good fastball command. And if they have that, they each have secondary pitches that all of a sudden get amplified because of it and really really shine uh with zach thompson it's a cutter and a curveball actually the curveball has come out more so in the last two starts than the yep. first two really cool to see that because i thought it was just gonna be fastball cutter I'm like nope here's a really good curveball too and that's pretty awesome uh with uh with tyler mcgill tyler mcgill it's uh, a changeup that was really nice at times yeah for that start it, it was it was really nice because yeah. he's he's more noticeably a fastball slider guy which is you know as we've been talking about i feel like that's kind of the in vogue thing right now sure but yeah that changeup Showed up Ooh, in a big way eight in that with start. With 22 thrown yeah. uh, for Tyler McGill in the last one. But against the Braves, when it was uh, eight strikeouts and five innings, it was more of the slider show a little bit, as at least he went to it 28% of the time. But still, actually, the changeup was you're under as many whiffs and 10 fewer thrown. Just five and 14, as opposed to five and 28 for the slider for Tyler McGill uh, against Atlanta. So... I, I kind of like McGill and the fact that like Mets need all the help they can get. Well, for now. Yeah, well, Carrasco should come back at some point. Yep. But they're throwing, uh, I believe it's Robert Stock tomorrow. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're going to need the help. Yeah. Okay, so so Tyler McGill could get more opportunities. That's really exciting. Bailey finally had that like really good de facto star. I mean, he had a couple other ones once again against uh, the Astros and one against uh, Seattle. But he did it again against the White Sox, which is really, really encouraging after two starts where he really struggled. Uh, but I loved, I loved watching. Uh, actually, this morning, check out the Twitch stream. I, I went over a Bailey over. Yeah, before, uh, before it even started. Actually, I want to watch him again before the podcast, and I really liked what he was doing. Uh, he had a, a nice curveball slider change. He was mixing there, but the fastball command was everything. Mm. And I thought before that, like ninety two, ninety three from him was not going to be enough, but he was spotting it so well uh, against the White Sox, and that's how he got his outs and his strikeouts. So good stuff there. Ober under twenty four percent. There it is. Oh, you can't him. see. Like you, you laugh at me. You know. You say, "Oh, yeah, jokes." <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, I, I, you know what? Yeah. I do always say that to you. I just call you randomly at times. You go, "Oh, <laughs> jokes." See, see, this is what I have to deal with. You know. Uh, let's move on to tier eleven. We're looking at the t- answer to your question. Under. Under. Under twenty four percent. Yeah. For, oh, okay. for Bailey Ober strikeout rate, but uh, it's gonna be like I, I don't know if I had to guess like 22, 23. Yeah, it would be like I, it would be like Bailey over it. Yeah, there it is. See, it's so addicting, isn't it? <laughs> I know. You know, we I can do this over it. the hills and far away. <laughs> oh, God. Tier uh, yeah. 11, Patrick Corbin, Michael Pineda, Ross Stripling, Jordan Montgomery, Cole Irvin, Tony Gonsolin, Jamison Tyone, and Casey Mize. So you do the same thing I do, where we add a tilde over Pineda's end. Pineda? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's I can't, just I can't help myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I just want to be Stop that... Stop stalling! <laughs> We're... I did. I even forgot who the names were. All right. Um, uh, the, this is the uh, the lost and found. Okay. 
because you know if you've like if you're like uh oh I don't have anything mm. you go through this box <laughs> okay uh, I want to start here uh, with Ross Stripling who seemed like he had been rising up in past couple weeks yeah I think maybe fell a little bit last week and then fell a little bit more this week just hasn't figured it out in the way that you thought well, he figured it out yeah or? it's um he he figured it out against the Yankees with secondaries and the four seamer who hasn't figured it out against them this year but yeah go yeah on. well right but the secondaries were actually like really working and they looked good and everything and then since it's just not and it's really just been that one start yeah the secondaries not got me initially encouraged but it just hasn't been there so I am a little little yeah but at the same time he's still in the top 75 so that means he should be considered well a guy like Cole Irvin like He's actually he's had such a good season, but I do not believe the the pitches that he throws for longevity. Sadly, so who uh, of these guys who do you think would be least surprising to see them in the top fifty at the end of the year? Oh man, I would love it to be Jameson Tyone, but I just I worry about the shape of his pitches. I could see um I could see Tony Gonsolin getting there if he gets a slider back, and the Dodgers like okay you're healthy and we're gonna let you do this essentially he's the only one that's affected by dodgeritis right now it's incredibly frustrating mm. uh but uh, i mean yeah I, I guess that's maybe jordan montgomery if he really figures out that change up uh and then curveball approach with the fastball maybe it's patrick corbin again you know but he's just been going back and forth too much yeah it's annoying it's an annoying tier casey mize i'm sorry he's down here but like the tiger said hey we're gonna limit his pitches now cool great awesome yeah there's no rush there. And those are the guys, I mean, in the second half that it's, it's going to finally start biting people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Let's move on to Tier 12 then, which, holy lordy, what a doozy. <laughs> uh, Kwang Young Kim, Stephen Matz, Merrill Kelly, Andrew Heaney, Drew Smiley, Vladimir Gutierrez, Johnny Cueto, Danny Duffy, Caleb Smith, Rich Hill, Alex Cobb, Chris Flexen. Uh, they are the bookcase. Because they hold a lot? Because there was a time you probably had one of these guys on your team, and then you look at them and go, oh, yeah, I'll never read that again. Oh, wow. <laughs> so let's start then with the biggest faller. I mean, we've seen volatility. Maybe like every so often you're like, it's a rainy day. <laughs> I'll pick this one yeah. up. Oh, that's why I put it up there. I'm not doing this it's again. It's not color coded like yours, though. Oh, don't even get me started. Why, why do you not like that? It's gorgeous. I hate the color coding. Why? Because you can't find the book? Yeah. Because now i got to <laughs> remember what book I want, and then i got to go Google it to see which cover I have, and then look at the spine, and the spine doesn't always match the cover. Oh, jeez. All right. So, <laughs> do you actually, this is the point I'm making. Like, the bookcase is, like, mostly for show. Not mine. I read the books. All of them? That's what you buy a book for. <laughs> but you've already read it. They should essentially have the color-coded one for the ones you've already read. Okay, fine. That, that uh, makes sense, right? Because then you don't have to go and get it again. Do you believe Andrew Heaney's <laughs> rating here has fallen 23? So you're you're yeah. saying that there is no bounce back here, or you're just kind of f you're fed up with the volatility? Fed up. Like, how can you possibly pick him up right now and think, oh, yeah, this is going to be good? Yeah. It, it's a desperate play if you need strikeouts. I can also understand the argument if you need a decent whip, because actually his whip isn't, you know, no, like, it's not like 140, 150 or something. Traditionally, it's underneath 130 or barely that. So that could still work for Andrew Heaney, but, yeah, the ERA is going to be rough, man. The ERA is going to be rough. I guess I just his first start of the year was seven run runs, and then he rattled off a bunch of great starts, and then he blew up, and then he had some good starts. You know what I mean? It he just is seems the like quintessential cherry bomb. It it really is. Yeah, unbelievable. You can almost put your watch to it. You want to talk about consistency? There's some consistency mm. there for you. Um, the other guy that I wanted to talk about here that I don't think we've given necessarily a lot of love to, who I don't know if I don't think he makes his debut on the list. I think he's been in the back end before he fell off, and now he's back. Is Vladimir Gutierrez? Yeah, I really liked his pitch separation. Yeah, uh, he had a good start over the weekend. I fastballs were glove side and up and then he had his secondary pitches down away i mean like there, this could work as a streamer essentially i don't think he's going to ascend the list 
But I think, like, all right, you know, you get a good matchup, I think this is going to work. Is this it for Rich Hill, who falls 28 Rich to 89? Hill, oh, man, the spin rates have dropped. Uh, it's bad. I mean, I understand. A guy like 41 years old trying to survive in the league is going to likely use spider tech. Totally. I get it completely. But I've always been a little worried about how he's getting his outs. And, you know, the four-seamer was performing better than I expected and not really getting whips on his curveball. And now the fastball is worse. And, oh, boy, it's not very good. Not to mention the fact that, oh, like— burr. <laughs> See, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, go it's on. the best. It's the, I'm just so happy that you understand me now. Yeah, uh, you oh, I've always gotten you. <laughs> You've never understood me. <laughs> I wish I could slam a door right now. Uh, you know, Rich Hill, I, it, he's supposed to get injured too. That's what like the mentality. Jesus. I'm sorry, that was the poorly way of saying very that. Nefarious. Yeah, yeah. He's I, supposed I, to get injured. <laughs> I was I, it's such like a massive brain stall that I just like Brah! yeah yeah fine but yeah we expected him to right he's forty one he's never really gone a full season not getting injured so we expected in the final three months at some point he was going to get injured anyway the Rays are actually limiting him trying to get the most out of him without you know, keeping him healthy mm. and the whole thing just speaks to oh yeah not fantasy relevance on top of that whole spin rate dropping so yeah he's fallen. Speaking of not fantasy relevance, I mean, uh, I think <laughs> supposed a, to get injured. I know that it was, yeah, it, yeah. It's, oh, you're I'm like so a sorry, mafia Rich boss <laughs> who just found out that the hit that he arranged didn't go through his plan. Oh no! What do you so mean sorry. he's still alive? I hope alive. he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. Um, it's such a great story that Rachel still is able to be in the majors. Is Chris Flexen one of the guys who's just kind of flying under the radar because he's on a poor team? I understand that he's actually had some success. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I really just the whole thing is so boring. To me. Yeah. He had a start of 19 whiffs, which is like, what? Yeah. And you did that without the cutter working. It was more forcing, but then it went away. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. It It is a little bit unsexy. I mean, you really, like, the, the Ks are not going to be, this isn't a K upside guy for sure. No. Uh, so I guess if you're going to be streaming him, you're going to be doing Look, it. I, I recognize it. The 381 ERA. Yeah, That's totally. Like that what? You're not supposed to do it. But then also, I could throw Brad Keller in here if you want, kind of like, like, this is the point where you're not going to be comfortable holding on to these guys. So this is for the occasional stream and maybe for Chris Flexen, but we recognize like we're, we're three and one of your is so I can go either way, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I think he's good enough at contact suppression that he's going to be fine. But I, I think he's one of those guys where he's like a better real pitcher than someone who's going to provide you. A Absolutely, lot of fantasy yeah. relevance. Right, exactly. Could be someone if you're looking for gather a bunch of innings that theoretically wouldn't kill you, but that's the problem. He's not going to contribute to any other categories. Yeah. He's, you not, know. he's not going to be a strikeout guy, so essentially no, you never. are trying to be a Toby, and I don't chase guys that are trying to be Tobies. Yeah. Uh, yes, that is your. that will be on your tombstone. That and that Zach Gallon piece is coming out next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I've already acknowledged that it isn't anymore. I know, but I, mean, I still have up. the draft inside of WordPress. It, it makes me laugh all the time. It's like, it never, no, I'm not even going to say the horrible thing I was going to say, so let's move on. Well, you want another person injured now, Nick? Never! Just like Rich Hill. Oh, man, why did I say Putting anything? Why did I say on? anything at all? Tier 13, Ryan Yarbrough, Alec Mills, Ryan Weathers, Martin Perez, Dallas Keuchel, Tyler Anderson, Marco Gonzalez, Mike Miner, and Colby Allard. Which is the most interesting one to you here? Um, Either Mills, Weathers, or Allard. Mills, Weathers, or Allard. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, The name of this tier... Um, is oh wait I oh I had it in my head and it just went away. Uh, I'm gonna say it's oatmeal raisin. <laughs> okay. Because essentially, like I mean, I understand there are people that are into it, which I understand some some people are into these. But in general, it's like you see all the cookies laid out, and the last ones left are oatmeal raisin. 
Okay, I, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I had a better one for like an ice cream that no one ever wants to have, and I forgot the name of it, so that's fine. I think with Alec Mills, it's like there's a there's one or two chocolate chips in there. You know what I mean? Because like in the off season, he was he, someone who like at the back end, he, if he won the job, he just had that that start that was actually good. Yeah, finally. it totally. was like oh oh boy. Alec yep. Mills, I think he won a King Cole in that start. He might have had nine Ks, one walk, two earned runs yeah. over five and two thirds. He he didn't get destroyed against the Dodgers. Two earned runs over four innings with just two walks and two Ks. Yeah, the, the Ks haven't necessarily been there for him, but he also hasn't been hit super hard. We can't even really look at his ERA because a lot of it's been in relief as this kind of swing man. I mean, um, I'm just going to say something really quickly. I'm surprised fast you're not using our player pages, which tell you so much more uh, for the game log. But uh, they okay. are, you can do you. They are right here you. at the top of the browser. Just, there saying, it is from Anoa and just, Stroman and you Ross. You just click on the list and you get straight to it. it it's pretty amazing. It is. They are really fantastic. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, uh, with, with Alec Mills, wow. look, I'm happy that he's at 92 pitches, which is phenomenal. But the thing is, it was so hyper-reliant on four-seamer called strikes. 18 called strikes on that fastball in that game that's a 36 percent rate super high uh it's not essentially when you want to look at start start to start what is the stickiest stuff <laughs> and you know this uh with called strikes are the longest to stabilize mm -hmm. as opposed to swinging strike rate yeah it's why it takes 10 starts for csw to stabilize it's not the swing strike rate side it's the called strike side exactly so when i see someone have success and it's so reliant on those called strikes I'm a little worried. 25 called strikes. That's that's 25%, not more so, call strike rate for the start. You're also making the case then for a lot of uh, Colby Allard distrust as that yep. was his recipe for success exactly. in his start against Detroit, which yeah. is a lot of four-seamers for called strikes yeah. and everything else. Not fun. Not fun. But hey, Colby, Colby Allard, I call him Drala because that's the backwards of, of Allard, and I feel like it's Alucard. Nilbog! What? Nilbog. Oh, yeah. Nilbog yeah. spelled yeah. backwards! <laughs> Trolls too, uh, but uh, but right. I mean, you know Castlevania. You understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I so, I, so I, it looks like uh, it looks like Dracula to me. That makes uh, sense. So I call him Drala, um, and uh, Drala is just he's he's very boring. But at the same time, I understand he's had some success lately, and there's a chance they can keep up this stuff, but probably not. I tried to find an interesting one for you, and that's the best I got. No, I like that. Um, yeah. Listen, before we wrap up, we're going to do the thing which we haven't been able to do in quite some time oh, because yeah. we've been recording, which is talk about some of the starts that are happening right now. Right now. So I'm going to list some names. Don't look yet. I'm going to list some names. Okay. And I want you to tell me who of these people, they have all thrown at least three innings. Oh. Who is leading right now in terms of swinging strikes? Okay. Ian Anderson at Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Tony Gonsolin at Miami. Pablo Lopez at the Dodgers, who has five strikeouts and no one runs. Uh, Chad oh, yeah, Cool, boy, Pablo, mm. that's amazing. Chad Cool at Atlanta. Stephen Matz, Baltimore, and Spencer Watkins against Toronto. Who is leading in terms of swinging strikes? I, 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 the answer I want it to be is Tony Gonsolin. It is not. No. <laughs> he is behind what one. Amazing concept. <laughs> exactly. Well, see you later. Uh, right now, it is Chad Cool. Oh, I was nine. so tempted to say Chad Cool, but Chad I was like, this cool. isn't gonna be right. It's Chad Cool. Oh, that's Ironically cool. enough, though, uh, Pablo Lopez seven, but a good amount of called strikes. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still good to have called strikes. It's just when it's so obviously shifted one way towards called strikes, it's a little bit worrisome. Totally. Uh, but that's that's fun. That's, that's it. Good. Let's see how let's see how the rest of that start goes against oh, Atlanta. Yeah. But yeah, that is it. That is going to do it for episode number two sixty six of On the Corner, the official Pitchless dot com podcast. I'm your host Alex Fast, and I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week.